0: The meeting will come to order we are now ha- having uh, a meeting of the port of astoria i'd like to thank everyone for coming and appreciate uh the mayor of seaside jay barber and seaside Councilor steve wright and mayor warrenton uh, henry balancey for being here even though he's informed us he's not here as the mayor of warrenton needless to say we still appreciate him being here in whatever capacity to choose um, with that may we have the roll call
1: commissioner mclean present commissioner spence here. Commissioner Campbell? Here. Commissioner Stevens? Here. And Commissioner Roan?
0: Here. Please join me for the Pledge of Allegiance.
1: I pledge
2: allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: Thank you. Uh, We'll start with a Commission reports. Um, Commissioner McLean.
3: Nothing to report.
0: Um, Commissioner Spence.
2: Yes, last Thursday I attended the uh, a meeting, uh, month, monthly meeting uh, of the uh, Columbia River, excuse me, Columbia Pacific uh, Economic Development District. And uh, among the items that surfaced, uh, I uh, learned of some Information that could possibly help us in our airport industrial park, with additional uh, uh, incentives and uh, special innovation districts uh, being created, so that is in the works uh, with the help of uh, Coal pack and their executive director is Mary McCarthy, who uh, who did our strategic plan. Uh, one other item, uh, the mayor will be happy to see side the uh, going online. Uh, the uh, Special Districts Association is going to hold their annual meeting here at the Seaside Convention Center February 6th through 9th and uh, there are some 47 special districts throughout the whole state so your hotels and motels ought to be uh, full Mm -hmm. so I look uh, encourage all the commissioners uh, to attend and registration begins uh, December 2nd that's all I have.
0: Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Campbell.
4: I have nothing to report.
0: Commissioner, Vice President, Stevens.
5: Distinguished guests and everybody else, welcome. Good to see you all here, it's a nice crowd. On Friday I attended uh, the coffee meeting uh, with our director and Melanie Olson. Um, Melanie Olson is filling in for the vacancy in Business Oregon. They do not have a port seat Uh, I was encouraged by the interest she showed in the Port of Astoria. Uh, She is filling in, she has other responsibilities, and I'm sure our director is going to give a more complete report just to say that she did listen. She asked a lot of questions, and uh, it was encouraging to see. Uh, What I picked up on how they're handling that, void in their organization is that there is a lady named Stephanie Prevell who is taking responsibility for ports in Business Oregon and Salem. Dave Harlan, who was recently sitting in the port chair is still helping out on a contract basis but she said he's down to about four hours a week. That's all I have to report.
0: I just wanted to share with the Commission that uh, the 360 evaluation is underway provided um, special districts George Dunkel with uh, a list of emails and at this stage it's in uh, special districts hands and so as far as I know that process is going on as we speak so just so you're abreast of, of that um, with that we'll move to changes or additions to the agenda is there a motion to approve the agenda so move second second all those in favor of the agenda as presented say aye aye Aye. thank you uh first is our public comment for items on the agenda this is an opportunity to speak to the commission for three minutes regarding any item on the agenda those wishing to speak must fill out a public comment form and for items on the agenda we have chris conway and uh you would address everyone from the lectern please
3: Uh, My name is Chris Conaway, 637 14th Street, Astoria, I'm the president of the local ILWU uh, in Astoria, Local 50. Um, I'm here to speak in support of AFP, just uh, to start out with just a general statement, tariffs don't work, and they're not working and they're really not working for the Port of Astoria. For you, you know, put the shoe on the other foot. If I came to you and said, we're going to do this, this, and this, and if we don't do it, we're going to do this, you'd just look at me cross-eyed and go tell me to take a hike, and it probably wouldn't be in that polite a language. So it's this, the idea that we can just turn the screws down and keep turning them down until somebody says uncle is just, it's 12th century thinking. And it's not, it's not working, and any leader that would, would, would capitulate to this it would be kowtowing and, and considered weak. But anyway, how does this translate to AFP? It's killing the primary revenue producer at the port of Astoria. The tariffs are, and through no fault of their own, they came into to the port, I would say, around six years ago. These are local people. They've invested a huge amount of money. They've got a huge amount of skin in the game, and finally, finally, we are maximizing the 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 assets of Clatsop County for Clatsop County. We're not sending our wood to Longview, we're not sending it to Tillamook County. We're finally, and it's and there's great other benefits to this. It's less miles on the road for all the trucking. The trucks don't go through downtown anymore. And it's it's just and there's a lot there's a lot to be said and it's not just about the port it's throughout the entire county we're maximizing the assets of the county for the county finally and we don't have a warehouser here anymore sending everything to Longview so this is just hugely important AFP last time I checked they didn't have anybody on their payroll or in their management team with the name of Smithart. And they didn't come to the port like every other company that comes to the port, trying to leverage the port's money, have the port take all of the have a port take all of the risk, make a bunch of promises, and then when it comes time to live up to those promises, they will offer it. And that's basically the business model of most other people that come to the port. They're always trying to leverage the port's money and have the port take the risk. Not AFP. They've come here, they've invested a huge amount of local money. So they've got a lot of skin in the game. I think if it wasn't last year, it was the year before they were employer of the year in Clatsop County and well, and deservedly so. So once they got established, we were doing about 16 ships a year and the money was starting to roll in. It was real revenue. If you look at Mary McCarthy's graphs, the block graphs, the- the, I'll give you- Give me another minute. May, I'll yeah. Try to wrap this up, but the real revenue that can be generated, the peer revenue was 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 starting to bring some real revenue in, and the, and the port was actually there were some smiles down there because there was some money to be spent, and there was and it wasn't like you had to go beg and borrow to get it, and so this is this is also hugely important, and so the port needs to do everything in their power to keep this business partner there. These guys are these guys are salt of the earth and the kind of partner the port's been looking for for years. There's no flim flam with these guys. So what is the port, what is this what should the port do? Politics aside? Even if you guys think personally that the tariffs are the right way for the country to go, you're not commissioned for running the country. You're commissioned for running the Port of Astoria and it ain't working for the Port of Astoria. So you need to you need to write and call all of our Congresspeople and express this concern, particularly Greg Walden's office. And and maybe Walden will get us some subsidies to I don't see any subsidies coming down to support our agricultural product, our trees. They're going to Kentucky for soybeans and Wisconsin and everywhere else, farm subsidies and those kinds of things. I'm going to call time. Okay. Anyway, support the AFP. They deserve your support. They're the best business partner the port's had in a long, long, long time. Thank you. Thank Thank
0: you. you. And uh, I agree that the tariffs are devastating and they're costing me money as well. Um, yeah, you,
3: you,
0: should be, you should know better than anybody <laughs> so Is there a second There is not for the
3: regular. Uh, it's.
0: Um, with that, um, we'll move to the consent calendar, which is the meeting minutes of August 6th. Um, may I have a motion to approve the meeting minutes of August 6th? So move Is there a second? Second. All those in favor of approving the meeting minutes of August 6th, say aye. Aye. All those opposed, okay, meeting minutes are passed. It's the only item on the agenda, uh, consent calendar. Um, our next item is an advisory item and um, you've received a letter from Astoria Forest Products. And here with us this evening we have Chad And Would you please come to the lectern and address the community?
6: <clears throat> My name is Chad Niedermar. I'm the general manager for Astoria Forest Box. And I'd like to thank the commissioners for the opportunity to speak on behalf of the AFP, the owner, and the employees of AFP. First, I'd like, uh, it's been about a year since I was up here speaking, and last time I was up here, we asked for some deferment in uh, payments on our leases, which you granted, and which we've almost paid back at this point in time. And uh, I gave you an update on what the tariffs were. Well, right now, I'll give you an update on what we feel the tariffs are from our perspective. As of June 1st of this year, the tariffs doubled. Uh, countervailing tariffs came back from the Chinese, and now Doug and Hemlock is a 10% tariff, and Spruce is 20%. The Chinese log customers are have become sour on the U.S. suppliers, primarily because their government is pressing them to find alternative sources of logs so they don't buy U.S. products. There's a lot of pressure being put on that also. The U.S. ships that are going in, whether it's in containers or in great bulk, they're getting scrutinized much more than any other uh, imports from any other countries. They're also the last to be offloaded, which is causing the Chinese customers to not want to buy U.S. logs because they got to pay uh, the standby time for these ships to sit out and anchor until they're called and they're always called last. So, these are the different things that are going on. There's also been a mass movement for export log yards to shut down. There's been 15 yards go down to date in the, the southeastern United States. That's because they're at a 25% tariff that has just been raised to 35%. So, there, there's no way they can function and there's been six on the west coast and an additional one this month in Port Angeles is scheduled and uh, they're also looking at another one next month in Coos Bay so that'll be a total of eight yards go down most of the yards that are shutting down are going down permanently AFP's look on the export market right now is as glim as it could be but there is a silver lining and that is as more yarn shut down permanently. It gives uh, the people that remain around a competitive edge if and when the market does come back. And it will. It always does. Right now, the Chinese log supply is starting to dwindle over in China. Uh, you probably won't hear much about it till after the Chinese New Year, but the reason why is there's some uh, tit-for-tat going on between them and the Russians. There's some tit-for-tat going on between them and the uh, Australians right now and uh, also the European log is coming into them. They have trouble with loading the ships in Europe right now because they don't have the infrastructure set up. So our feeling is that if we can stay in business and stay around, that's what our plan is, that we'll benefit by being one of the last guys around and we'll be able to go forward. And uh, that is our plan and that is the owner's plan is to stay around as long as we can to make this work. As long as we can break even, then then we're going to stay around, which right now we're not. But anyway, we predicted this was coming in January of 2019, along with a lot of other people, and that's the reason why we entered into the program with Southport, was to help supplement what we were doing at the port. At that point in time, we put together a <coughs> swing ship for a while with the IWLU at uh, the port here that worked out really well. In fact, the second barge we loaded, they they couldn't believe it. We were faster than anybody else loading them and we only had it uh, twice, And uh, they got out of here a day early, which was unheard of. So that was great. We had a, t- a potential for additional two more barge customers. Uh, at the same time we were putting this together at the beginning of 2019. An alder mill in Port Angeles and another dog fur mill down in Roseburg that were very interested in us loading a barge for them and handling the wood for them. The problem was that uh, they weren't interested unless we had a scale from them to weigh their trucks in at the port. I approached uh, the port at that point in time and uh, there was somewhat of interest, but it came back that they did not want to invest in the the log scale. That cost was about $150,000. We told them they would pay back would be two years. If they had gone ahead and done it, it would already be over half paid for at this point in time. And uh, the reason why they needed a, a a scale at the port is because when Southport's doing it, they're either weighing in Washington, they're weighing on top of Bradley Hill, they're weighing in Seaside, they're weighing over a warranted fiber, or they're weighing a custom excavator. That costs them about an hour to an hour and a half per load, and it's, it just doesn't work for them. Uh, that, that additional cost. So this is one of the few ports on the West Coast that doesn't have a truck scale. Just about everybody else does. So. At this point in time, we're still cultivating that possibility and looking at uh, the possibility of putting it in. When I was negotiating with the previous board director, I told them that if you went ahead and purchase scale, we would go to put up the expense to install it, and we would put up the expense to man. And so, that was our contribution for it, so, at that point. In time, <coughs> I, In the first quarter of 2019, we decided with the owner's blessing to go out and test the sale of the company, and see what it was worth because of uh, what was going on with the tariffs. We contacted five potential buyers. They did their due diligence, they came back to us, and they all had the same theme. At this point in time, we're very interested in the company, but we're not interested in it at this time because the port leases that you're paying to the port of Astoria are way over the market. So after we got that news in spring of 2019 we decided to do a market research on what comparable ports on the west coast were charging for like ground for lease. So at that point in time Matt McGrath was no longer employed by the port of Astoria so we contracted him to do this research he came back with this research which showed that we were paying away over the market we were paying anywhere from thirty to sixty percent over the market at the port of Astoria compared to comparable markets I have a, a copy of that report that he put together If anybody would like to see it. Anybody in here would like to have a copy of it? Thank you. On September 3rd, 2019, I had lunch with Will, the Interim Executive Director. At that point in time, I handed him a letter dated September 3rd, 2019, that... uh, We have him. Re- requesting that, that we have uh, a renegoti- renegotiation of our leases for, for the balance of the time and for, for going forward for our port leases. And uh, at that point in time he said he would take it under advisement and get back to us. For anybody that doesn't have a copy of that, anybody like to have a copy of that? Okay. That works. At, uh, between September 3rd and October 9th we had numerous meetings uh, between myself, Will, and Matt McGrath and at that point in time uh, it seemed to us at Astoria Forest Box that we were making progress going forward and uh, that the the leases were going to be looked under consideration and were hopefully going to be rewritten and uh, that was all indications we had because they were asking us what we wanted in the lease, how we wanted to set it up, what we wanted to have done for it. And uh, the reason for this is if we were able to renegotiate the leases at market value, we felt that with the Southport, and if we could pick up an additional one or two large people, we could go ahead and break even and continue operating the, the, the two ports until the, two appears until the uh, China market came back. So that's the way we were going forward. Our plan was to go ahead and shut down for six months, go out and get additional new customers, put together the Southport, which are still interested in us doing it, along with the balance of the uh, other companies to, to keep us going at a break-even pace, maybe make a little more money, keep the Longshoremen working, keep our employees working, continue paying the the port at at market rate. Well, on October 9th, I had lunch with Matt McGrath. And at that uh, meeting, he had informed me that the port was unwilling to renegotiate our leases. And I'd like to read to what it it had to say. It said, uh, he just told me that, and I asked him why, and he said, well, because that support's decision. He says, you have two choices. You can continue to pay your leases, or you can take the early buy-off. I said, why did they decide to do that? He said, well, those are your answers. I said, okay. So I went back and asked him to send me something in writing to confirm it, and which he did. He said, pursuant to our conversation at lunch on Monday, the following summarizes the points concerning AFPs, Leases are on Pier 1, Pier 3 in the office building and Pier 1. The current lease expiration dates are followed. Pier 1, April 30th, 2020. Pier 3, December 31st, 2020. Office space, January 30th, 2020. At this time, the port is unwilling to renegotiate AFP's existing leases. If it is AFP's desire to pursue early termination of the current lease, support will need written notification of AFP's intention to terminate per their respective leases. For Pier 1's, Pier 3, early termination is outlined in Section 2.4 of the respective commercial lease. For office space, termination and relanding is covered in Section 15 of the commercial lease. Basically, please let me know if there's anything else additionally you would like detail that's pretty cold and pretty non-informing as far as I'm concerned about why they were not willing to sit down and renegotiate with us when in all good faith we are the largest single revenue generator of the Port of Astoria have been for the last four years we have never missed a payment we've always paid on time we have generated close to 6.9 million dollars worth of revenue for this port and uh, To date, I have no recollection of any of this money being put back into any of those piers. We, under our own money, have put repairs into the piers ourselves. I don't know where that money goes, but it certainly doesn't go back into Pier 1 and Pier 3. That's for sure. So, with that bombshell that came out of that, we had to do something. We couldn't afford the $100,000 of payments we were looking at between our equipment leases and the Port of Astoria's leases, which are pretty close to even as far as the cost. So I went to Peterson Cat and Cat Financing and said, look at here's the position we're in. They said, okay, Chad, we'll help you work out of it. They were willing to work with us. I said, okay, what can we do? They said, well, we can get rid of your 298s over to McCannus if you allow them to uh, assume your lease payment. I said, sure, I can do that. They said, can you help us find a home for the 1988? I made a couple phone calls. I found it down in Hampton. They said, how about the shovels we have? I said, let me make a couple phone calls, and I called over to Pac-Fiber, and they were going ahead and take them. So I was able to get those off their plate, and in return, they said, if you can help us out of this job, we'll support you in the future. Whenever you decide that you want to open up the yard again, you just let us know and we'll get you your equipment right on site. I said, okay, that's all I can ask for. But there is one of the people we were in a lease with that worked with us to help us through the situation. The Port of Astoria basically gave us a middle finger and told us to go pound sand. So, the one thing that really struck me as odd is I was in negotiations for this month period with Will. And when it came time to give the bad news, I got it from Matt, and I said, okay, well, Will was tied up. He'll come down and meet with me and tell me the reasons why they decided not to go ahead and renegotiate. I'm still waiting. And he and Matt may have decided that we didn't deserve to to get any uh, reasoning behind this. But we may not deserve what we have earned it by being your largest single revenue source for the last 40 years. And I think it's only fair that we have the reason why you decided not to renegotiate the lease with us. I mean, all we've asked is it to be renegotiated on Pier 3 four months early and on the Pier 3, uh, Pier 1 on Pier 3, a year early. Basically is all we're asking for this would have helped us, we could have kept the equipment, we could have kept, worked on keeping the business going, but we had to make a decision. So we did the one that was most viable at that point in time. So that's where we are today. And uh, on top of that, we got to your strategic plan. And in your strategic plan, which I have a copy of, It says in here that Pier 3 current location for the board's bow yard will have new space available as current leaseholders are moving, leaving the Pier available for expanded use. Well, to my knowledge, I have never said anything in writing or ever said anything in there that we were abandoning Pier 3 and we wanted out of that lease. But yet, the strategic plan is right there. And on top of that, you're, you're a port strategic plan, one of the big highlights is the port strategic plan of working with existing tenants to determine their immediate long-term development, that was your goal, that was in there, it all seems like it's lip service. Seems to us right now that you either have somebody else standing in the wings that wants the peers we have or for some reason you want us out there that you're pushing us out the back door expecting us to stay quiet. And that's the way it looks to us. We felt that we were darn good lease tenants. We felt that uh, we were, should have been given consideration since we were your top performer. We brought the most revenue to this port that anybody else has. And we also had uh, 20 employees that were paying high wages from 20 to $32 an hour. These people were all from Classic County. They were all had families. They all had insurance, and now they're all no longer working for us. We kept the I W L U local, working local here. We had a, we ended up having a great working relationships with them. We, between the trucking and the loading costs, we were able to reduce our costs by the help with them. We've been a good neighbor. We put in $120,000 worth of asphalt in 2016. Never got any reimbursement for it, never asked for it. Last four years, we've been budgeting $50,000 to $75,000 a year for rock and grading on the port property <coughs> to fill the chuckles and the stuff that should be part of a maintenance program. We've been sweeping Pier, 3 on a month, I mean, excuse me, Pier 2 on a monthly basis without any remuneration from the port because they asked us to. We've been put up security barriers out of our logs for the port when other ships come in there to land at pier one at no cost to the port. So and when the cruise ships are in, if at all possible, we make sure we're not trucking from pier three to pier one so we don't have hazardous of people going. So what do we want out of this? I will read it to you. with me just a minute. In conclusion, Astoria Forest Fox has been the port of Astoria's most important tenant over the last four years. But we have been burdened with above market leases compared to our west coast competitors. The board staff has recently told us the port will not renegotiate those leases. We urge the commission to direct the staff to negotiate in good faith to renegotiate our lease terms to market value over the next thirty to sixty days. It is important that this be accomplished before we renew Pier 1 lease on April 30th, 2020. Any changes to the <coughs> new date of April 30th is here, basically, let me review re- this. According to our lease, we have to Enter into negotiations 120 days prior to that date. So that means we have to start these negotiations sometime in December if we're going to do it in order to meet per the lease requirements. So that's what Astoria Forest Products is requesting. And we hope that this time by doing it in person, you will reconsider what you have decided and uh, look at renegotiating the leases with us this point in time, I'll take any questions. <clears throat>
0: there are there any questions?
4: Do you what, have- what do you anticipate here? I know it's anybody's call, but uh, I know there isn't going to be a shortage of logs in China for what they're using for. Um, would you say sometime after the first of the year that we'll see some some action on the log export?
6: I think we're going to start seeing some uh, action on the log export after the Chinese New Year, which is first, second week in February. And I think we'll start seeing some movement then. I think we're going to see some movement before the end <coughs> of the second quarter, uh, primarily because with the elections coming up, uh, there's uh, going to be a lot of pressure put on the Trump <coughs> administration to resolve the tariff issue before the elections come up because of how it's hurting anything <coughs> from the farmers to the, us out here and everything. So I think you're going to see some resolution and the market start to pick up again sometime in the beginning to the end of the second quarter. <coughs> and I think you'll see it all running
4: wide open by the third quarter? My personal opinion is that I think we probably should go back to the negotiating table and do what we can to keep this online because um, if you look at what's available in this county, in this area, in the lower Pacific Ocean side, we have about three different commodities and one of them is logs, Fish and tourism. So, we have to do what we can to see if we can get our fair share of the, of the logs going across our docks. So, I would certainly be in favor of going back to the negotiating table and trying to work this out so we can all stay in business.
6: Well, I appreciate that. That's all we ask for is just a, a fair stake in the opportunity to move forward and, uh, uh, and, and at least it's. At market with the rest of it, the one, I realize that uh, it's always nice to have it higher than everybody else's, and it's not your fault. You didn't, you didn't put a gun to our heads and say take it. But we we kind of inherited this lease from the previous one, and so <coughs> we're trying to to get everything back into to market value, and if we're able to do that. Our feeling is once the market turns around that this will make us more competitive, which will allow us to have more ships on an annual basis, which in turn should generate more revenue for the port and plus the rest of the county. So I think that's what we're kind of striving for. That'd be the best of all worlds for us. Thank you.
2: Do you
3: have a written uh, list of your wants requests?
6: Yeah, yeah to, I do have it, and I, 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 I don't have it with me, but please, I can.
3: Please email
6: that
2: to the, the entire no. yeah,
6: I'd be more than happy to do that Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time.
0: Oh, we have another question. Commissioner
5: Stevens? I'd like to ask you, uh, the interim director to, if you can recall how that took place, and are those figures that we see for our lease offer to AFB are those accurate, the comparisons?
1: Yes, I kind of, going back in time, um, I got involved with this probably um, right around August or so is when I think we kind of started started meeting on this and I think. um, You know, in general, kind of at a a high level when I look at this, there's basically two ways that the, the port derived revenue from AFP. One of them is, is the fixed leases that we have in place um, and then the other one is based on volume um, through dockage and workage and, and service fees and the like. Um, and so when, when we first um, started talking, you know, Chad, you had indicated that especially on the, the fixed side of things, looking at, at acreage and, and what your rates were, that those appeared to be high um, compared to other competitors in the market and, and Matt had, had at that point returned back to the port and he's the one who would put a lot of those, um, those numbers together. Um, so when I'm looking at this I, I think there, um, there is a, a, a deal to be made where maybe we shift some of the, the burden as far as that fixed monthly rate and we move that over onto the volume side. Now the the difficulty where we, where we sit today and from the, the port's perspective Um, is that you know obviously we're a government entity and we have some pretty strict budgeting type guidelines Um, and when we don't have volumes moving it becomes very difficult on our end um, to negotiate that sort of thing. I think um, this would be a a different ball game if if we had logs moving and we wanted to talk about how we can sort of move some of those fixed dollars Uh over to a a variable model. Um, You know one of the things just to, to kind of be straightforward about this that the port uh, gets criticized for a lot is that uh, we tend to just give things away and, and get into agreements that longer-term don't make a lot of sense. And so, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to appear cold or, or, or coming off a certain way. I think the day that you and Matt had met, um, I was either... I had something else going on because I had planned to be there and then I don't know if I was out of town that day or, or whatnot, but I wasn't trying to avoid the situation. Um, but Matt had, had met with you on that. Um, obviously, you know the tariff situation is, is hurting you guys, but it's, it's killing the port as well. Um, you've been a good customer for the port. You've been our you know our high, highest grossing revenue customer for a number of years now, and, and um, the port would love to see you guys thrive and, and stay here. I think there was some confusion in the strategic plan, um, and it may not have been worded the best way way. But you know, one of the I call it a disadvantage of of having to be transparent strategically um, is that sometimes you know, you're know you planning for contingencies. You're having a plan B and a plan C. And for most private business, those things never make the light of day. Um, but for us, those things do. And so within our strategic plan, there was language in there regarding Pier 3 and, and looking at possible future uses. And I think that's only reasonable given, you know, the current uh, climate and the current Um, sort of political conditions and so (laughs) I don't think that in any way was meant to be a target at you and as you say there's other sections in the strategic plan that talk about um, short term and and working together and and making sure that we can both be successful and so um, I mean I think the port would be open to to figuring out a way to to make this thing work longer term Um, but there are difficulties where we sit today just because there's no logs moving and and nobody sitting here can sort of tell the future and know what that's going to look like um, into next year and so um, you know maybe if we have to set up something short term um, and then when, when volume sort of recovers we can figure out okay longer term how do we figure out how do we move these monies um, based on you know fixed and variable type type revenue streams the so one thing that i will say is i
6: agree with you well to a certain extent except for here it is in what mass report is is that we got wharfage and service and facilities. Uh Warehouser is only paying five dollars and ninety-one cents for wharfage and five ninety one for service and facilities. We're paying seven ninety-one for and and four twenty-three for service and facilities, but they're only paying nine hundred and seventy-eight dollars an acre at, at Olympia and we're paying twenty five hundred and seventy-seven dollars an acre. Yeah, and, I, I understand that. You know. and, 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 and the best thing about what they have going in Olympia, which is better than what we have here, is their whole facility is right at the pier where they load the ship. They don't have to have that inner trucking like we have to have. So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean I, I'm, I'm just saying that yes, there is a, a, a compromise that can be made here. And yes, maybe it is a, a short-term solution until the, the market turns around. But also, if you work with us so we can see that we can have some kind of light there, some kind of way that in order where we end up breaking even for both you and for us, then we can go out there and use our our sales skills and get additional volume of additional other log suppliers other than China or of the export ones. We can get more domestic business out here. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a high volume or whatnot, but there is at least additional revenue we can get to bring in here until the market does turn around.
5: Okay. I I'm pleased that we had this conversation. If you are stating that you're in this for the long haul and you'll stick with the port if we stick with you.
6: That's exactly what I'm saying.
5: I'd like to see where we can carve out uh, just a few points there that would be helpful to i know we're not making decisions right now but i'll throw in with uh, commissioner campbell <coughs> on the advice
6: i'd just like to see if we could work <coughs> on something okay between now and the end of the year if we can i think that would be reasonable yeah and, you know i've been supportive i wasn't on the, on the sort of
1: in the, the forefront jim knight was when the original rent deferment um, got put in place, but I worked pretty closely with, with Jim on that. Um, and So I think, you know, from the port side, we, we have been supportive, and, and it obviously benefits all of us, including the port, um, for you guys to survive and, and to thrive. I think the real question is, how do we get from where we're at today to a point where you guys are up and running again and, and we're getting some volumes um, out of our story And that's that, the real yeah. question. I, I want to make sure that... With you know the public asset of, of the piers, we, we also can't sort of let those be held hostage indefinitely um, by a lease without without revenue coming off of those. And so, I and mean, sure. I know you don't really control. I mean, there's there's things that are that are outside of our control, but um, that's something as a port we have to sort of evaluate and and, and be reasonable about the numbers. I mean, there is a, a point to where financially it just can't make sense, and so. Um, we have to be cognizant of that as well, but also understand that part of our mission is to be an economic driver and job creator um, and, you know, us moving logs in, in partnership with, with Astoria Forest Products creates a lot of jobs. Right, I agree. I agree. That's, that's what our role is.
0: So thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. And we talk about things that are out of our control and, of course, this is a straight line between the White House and the Port of Astoria, what's happening here today, and if we weren't in the middle of a trade war, this wouldn't be this conversation. I don't believe would be happening. I think. Well, we
6: probably would be having it, but they probably wouldn't be as, as terse, and and uh, I wouldn't be as upset. But well, eventually, we would have found out we were paying over market. And we wanted to change it. It's not, so. so anyway. thank, um, thank, you. thank you for the
0: good of the, for good for the good of the public order. I've been informed that there's a car in the parking lot with the lights on. But I don't know. Right there. Which
5: car? Right there.
0: It appears to be.
5: Well, if there's nobody here, it's, it's somebody in the library.
0: Okay.
3: Can I make one more comment? One comment
0: you? briefly, please. <laughs> just because you're a fantastic
3: individual, you get that. <laughs> well, I appreciate your your difference. Um, I'd just like to say to the port that, that as long as AFP is around and you guys do come to some compromise, and I'm glad that hear in this room, I think I hear compromise, that you are deriving some revenue from them and that's if they if they go away tomorrow, then you then you're then you're then you're at zero and, and, and so it only makes sense to keep them alive. They're also the only thing that can ramp back up in, in no time flat. If the tariffs were to drop, they might be back in a month or a month and a half, you know, really pumping out the wood. So that's important to remember, too, because anything else that would possibly come into Pier 3 or whatever, oh, it may, it may take years for them to, to ever get up to where they're really producing serious revenue. So I think that, you know, you yeah, take a burden in hand. Thank okay.
0: You. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to move on with the rest of our agenda. You're free to uh, enjoy the rest of the meeting, or if that's what you came for, you're, you're welcome to leave as well. So... Okay, we'll move on with the rest of our meeting. Um, our next o- item, it has to do um, with aus- authorization of the executive director to modify current lease terms with uh, JBT Electro. Uh,
7: Will?
1: So we'll turn this over to airport manager, Gary Cobes. Uh Electro has been a tenant uh, port for
7: almost 60 years. And uh, in 1980, about 20 years into that tenancy, they leased both halves of the hangar was built during World War II that they now occupy. Uh, they uh, stayed there until 2000, and then in 2000 they renewed that lease, and that lease is still in effect. It has been amended three times uh, over the course of uh, this past 20 years, and um, in spring of this year, Electro was purchased by JV Technologies Corporation, um, and is now part of that publicly traded company, which is uh, a firm that does business internationally. And uh, in the assumption of that business, uh, JVT has asked if we can uh, Consider amending the lease, yet again, or possibly restating the whole lease, because there's some aspects of the 2,000 lease that are a little bit dated. Uh, in order to do so, we need an authorization from the commission uh, or the executive director to negotiate with JVT, and also with uh, Business Oregon, uh, who made the loan for the electoral improvements that were performed in 2005-2007. And uh, in the last amendment, it specifically states that the state is an expressed third party in this lease. And so, in order to pull this off, we need your authorization to talk to both parties. Uh, once we reach an agreement, we would have to bring that back for the consent of the Board Commission as well. But it would be done. By, by that time, the, the state would be on board with the changes that are, are being proposed, and then we would bring it back for final ratification
0: by the commission. I think, considering the change in ownership of the company, that it would be reasonable to allow a period of time for negotiation which, between the three parties, which are the Port of Astoria, the State of Oregon through Business Oregon, and JBT now, which is the parent company of Lectro. Is um, there any discussion among the commissioners or a motion? I'd recognize Commissioner Stevens.
5: I'd like to go ahead and move that we um, designate the executive director to negotiate with JBT to modify the lease. Is
0: there a second? Second. It's been moved and seconded to allow the executive director to negotiate. <coughs>
5: okay, we'll make that amendment.
0: Okay, it, it hasn't been moved yet, so we'll, uh, we'll. I move we amend it. It's a. Uh, Part of the I motion. The yeah. So it's a part of the motion to allow the uh, executive director negotiate with JBT and the state to uh, for a ninety day period.
4: Yes. Sounds good. Okay. So the audience's information when these loans were made, the state has a certain amount of say in approving these amendments and these leases. So it has to clear them also.
0: So our executive director will have to negotiate with yeah. the state business Oregon, as well as JBT. And, and I think it's our interest as a port of Astoria to um, see those those high quality jobs that Electro provides stay in our community. And my next door neighbor works for, for Electro and um, he's not asking me for any work, so. <laughs> I think so. it's
1: important to know that specifically within uh, the electro lease they have five year options and the next um, decision point where they would have to notify the port of an opt out would be December 3rd so I think as a part of that authorization to negotiate I would like to have the authority um, to move that deadline back to give us some time to um, to figure out either an amendment to the current <coughs> lease or possibly negotiate a new lease. I just want to make that clear. That um, that should be part of the authorization is that we can move that December 3rd
5: deadline. It Would just be a third amendment to the? It would
0: just be, no, I, the first amendment was an amendment because we oh. hadn't made the motion yet, but this could be an amendment to okay. move the December uh, 5th date. The d- December
1: 3rd. 3rd. Um, move that back as we negotiate new terms.
2: Okay. Ninety nin- nin- days?
1: That would be fine and then I'll okay. also need to get written authorization from Business Oregon since it is technically yeah. an amendment to the lease yeah, um, to
0: move that opt-in deadline? Um, would somebody be willing to make that amendment to say so moved? So moved. And a second? Second. Moved and seconded to uh, amend the December 3rd date to allow 90 days to allow the executive director to negotiate with all concerned parties, including the state, <coughs> Business Oregon specifically. Um, is there any additional discussion? Okay, we'll vote on the amendment first, all those, and then we'll vote on the uh, motion as amended. Um, the, the amendment was to uh, allow the December 3rd date, uh, 90 days extension, and um, allow the executive director to negotiate with Business Oregon, too. Uh, all those in favor, say aye. Aye. Uh, okay. All those opposed? amendment passes, so we'll vote on the motion as amended, which I think is clear to everyone. Um, all those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed, and okay, the motion passes. Thank you. Um, this is a, a time for a public comment on non-agenda items. This is an opportunity to speak to the commission for three minutes regarding poor concerns not on the agenda. Those wishing to speak must fill out a public comment and we have one um, Pat O'Grady, please step to the lectern.
6: Pat O'Grady, 90455 Peter Johnson Road, here to discuss your meeting time at 4 o'clock. Most of the public cannot meet at 4 o'clock for a public meeting here. I would encourage you to go back to 6 o'clock. You would get more input, better input from the public, uh, like I said, most of the public
5: cannot meet at 4 o'clock here to help out with the port or give input. Uh, I would I would really encourage you to change it back to 6 o'clock so a lot of us, including myself, can be here. It's only one day a month at
6: 6 o'clock. You can change that to 6 o'clock. I, I think it would help out the port a lot more. Thank
5: you. Thank you for that comment.
0: Thank you for coming. And uh, part of our outreach is to come to different areas, and this was uh, Commissioner McLean's initiative to come to uh, somewhere. And so we compromised on Seaside and um, really appreciate everybody coming. And um, with that, our executive director comments.
1: And I have a number of just kind of quick hitters here. I uh, did meet uh, on Friday morning Melanie Olson, our regional rep from Business Oregon. Um, Commissioner Stevens was was in that meeting as well. We talked through uh, a number of of different issues. Um, The big one obviously had to do with strategic plan and where that's at. It sounds like uh, Melanie has finished her review of the plan and has has made notes. There's some other uh, stakeholders at at Business Oregon um, that she's still meeting with on the plan. Um, And as of now, the the tentative schedule is for uh, for Melanie to come to the port to a commission meeting and present in December. We're not sure from a timing standpoint if it will be the first or second meeting, but the plan is Business Oregon will be here in December uh, to present their their findings, I guess, uh, and their review of the strategic plan. Uh, Our audit, we just completed our audit. I just got uh, word from the auditor today that it's complete. We have a clean audit, uh, and we'll be doing our official um, issuing of financial statements on Monday. Um, So it's good to get through that. It's always a lot of work. Um, Our auditors will be out here December 17th to give their formal presentation uh, to the Commission. Um, I met with the managing members of the class of Enterprise Zone. Uh, As you know, uh, Fort George uh, recently has applied uh, to be a part of the Enterprise Zone for the um, Astoria warehousing buildings uh, in Astoria. Uh, So there's um, this is kind of new for everybody. This is the first application that we've received for this new Clatsop Enterprise Zone. And so um, this application will need to be reviewed and then approved by the four governing bodies of the Enterprise Zone, which include the City of Astoria, uh, the City of Warrenton, Clatsop County, and the Port of Astoria. Uh, and so the tentative plan uh, is that the City of Astoria would be up first for approval. They meet um, Monday, December 16th. Um, and then we would, the Port of Astoria would have their approval December 17th. Um, The county would do their approval in January uh, along with the city of Warrenton. And so um, that's something that should be on your radar. It will be um, on the action agenda for the December 17th Port of Astoria meeting. Um, Staff has finished uh, revisions to the personnel policies. As I talked about last month, those haven't been updated. Uh, since 2016 and so there were a number of uh, sections that needed to be updated some of them were were for legal reasons where laws have changed since 2016. Uh, We've sent that off uh, to the Port Attorney on Employment Issues uh, Amy Robinson. She's doing her review and the plan is is after she's done with the review we'll present that to the commission and we'll implement that as of January 1 of 2020. Uh, The last thing here uh, the <coughs> court offices are getting finished up. They were just uh, do, finishing up drywall and, and mudding today. I think the painter is due to come in Friday. Uh, and then the plan is we'll be moving in next week. And so uh, there will be times next week when we'll be offline a little bit as we move everything over. But um, the plan is to do the majority of the moving uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday and have it done in time for the Thanksgiving holiday. So,
2: What will be the new address of the Port of Astoria. So the new
1: address is 422 Gateway Suite 100, um, so it will be the same as what used to be the, the Port of Astoria address. So I think that's all I have.
0: Okay, our upcoming meeting dates are December 3rd and December 17th respectively. I'd like to thank everyone for coming sure. and thank you for your presentation and uh, having a candid conversation. Meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Right.
2: you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, white uh, like versus drum, rock? Right, uh, right side. He's the right side. Well, there, there could be. I've got a
3: little hearing. You've been playing. You oh, yeah. There. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Good. I didn't
7: mean to tell you about. Also, I went on a story of World Front Trolley. Yeah. 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 Keep like, like going Also, run the museum.
5: Oh, anyway. Well, to yeah. see or, you. bet. Where are you hanging out? Dr. yes. We're working on some pictures for the new They just installed. Right. They
3: just finished the installation at the pavilion.
6: 20. yeah. Yeah, because they they did the hallways.